So even just over the last three and a half months, the amount yeah. of people they've imprisoned yeah. um, and looking at Bank history especially. in the West Bank, yeah. right? And even in 48, right? Yeah. And uh, so 48 right now is basically under full police lockdown. Oh, like whoa. if you post anything publicly, they will come for you. Was right? that the area where, the, where I saw a video of this lady being arrested because she posts something? Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, yep. Oh, wow. Things like that. So, and that's not the West Bank. So that's yeah. what would be considered Israel, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So, the, so we would refer to it as like forty-eight, right? Okay. And so, okay. people living in Haifa, Yaffa, yes. like places like that, right? Of they're terrified, mm-hmm. right? Because it is a police state. Yeah, I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you're really feeling this. Gotta holla if you're really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you so much for checking out this podcast episode. This is our Please Don't Stop Talking About Palestine uh, segment. And I am here joined with a lot of great, amazing people. So you already know Yafa because Yafa's been on my podcast <laughs> twice. But go ahead, read it. You yourself, Yafa. <laughs> it has been twice. So this is the third. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Yafa. They, she pronouns. Uh, I'm the executive director of the Muslim Alliance for Sexual and Gender Diversity. Uh, I'm a queer and trans Palestinian. Um, my families are from Yaffa and Janine. However, I have family from both sides in Gaza as well. Uh, I'm also a poet uh, and an organizer of all kinds and uh, currently organizing a lot of mutual aid work specifically for queer and trans individuals most impacted by the different genocides of Palestinians, Armenians, Sudanese, Congolese, um, Puerto Ricans, Kashmiris, like all kinds of people from all over. My name is Gabriela. Uh, I was born and raised in New Haven. Um, I studied at Yale University, worked at Yale University, worked at City Hall. Uh, so I know some of the people <laughs> that should be leading right now and acting right now. And I want to be here to provide context to those people. And because I have a Palestinian father and three young Puerto Rican Palestinian brothers. Yeah. So my name is Tadisa Rich and I am a musician, um, artist from South Africa and a resident here in America. I also am um, in some I mean, some leadership roles. I, uh, I founded a nonprofit called Reach Arts Collective, um, as well as, you can look it up, reachartscollective.org to learn more about it, as well as CT Folk. Um, you can also go to ctfolk.org <laughs> to check out what we do in depth. Uh, but also I am, yeah, I'm a mom. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm someone who is, really deeply you know invested in the community and um yeah that's who i am awesome thank you guys so much for coming out um this is going to be really great discussion that we're having um and i want people to know that 
we should be having these conversations nonstop, 24-7, and centering the voices of Palestinian people as well, too. Um, Yafa, you had a great video talking about that um, on TikTok, which came to mind that I wanted to uh, highlight because you see that a lot in Connecticut, really, for instance. I don't want to mm. get off all the states, but Connecticut is very predominantly white. Um, so there are a lot of nonprofits and organizations that are grassroots here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they feel, and a lot of them feel that, you know, when they go on the cause and stuff, I noticed that there is not a lot of practice of going mm-hmm. to the community that you are talking about, mm-hmm. uh, looking for the community that you are want to serve and have yeah. a representation on a discussion with that community. Um, I really do appreciate that video. Um, about what what made you was there a certain uh uh example or situation or did you just like think of like i'm not seeing (laughs) so many examples so many (laughs) every day (laughs) uh yeah it's it's just something that happens so often and i will say of to me it's not even just centering palestinians or like a specific palestinian today Mm -hmm. but rather always centering the most marginalized from any space Right. And so that definition definition will and it definitely will change over time, even with Palestinians. Right. So, for example, in the very beginning, centering any Palestinian. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Right. We're just getting started. Now we're three and a half months into this. It's so important to to center people specifically who have family in Gaza, whose families are the most impacted. But then even beyond that, right, going into centering disabled Palestinians, queer and trans Palestinians and so on and so forth. And that's going to change day to day of who is actually the most marginalized. Um, And that's where also one voice is not enough, right? Like it's not, okay, I found the Palestinian for this town and we're good, Mm -hmm. right? It's, well, how how are you uplifting more than one voice? How are you uplifting five, 10, 20 thousands, right? All the voices are important. And for me, centering that most marginalized piece is so critical. Uh, But in terms of where that video came from, it was, uh, I was actually at a conference um, and then ended up having to organize against the conference. It was a good time. Um, (laughs) But at this conference, it was either complete censorship or they they would mention something about Palestine but not even mention that Palestinians could even exist, right? Mm. So it's kind of like land acknowledgements, right? Of like, they'll be like, yeah, we acknowledge this, but that's kind of it, right? Mm -hmm. Zero introspection, Mm. zero analysis of how they fit into all of it. It was just like, let's throw it in there and be done. I'm like, no, no, (laughs) like I'm right here. There's more Palestinians here. And yet you pretend as if you're doing the right thing by bringing up Palestine, but erasing us in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was specifically in relation to that, but it happens all the time, mm-hmm. like every day. Oh my. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just a pig, just a piggyback question off that for you, Tabiza, um, because South Africa has also had an apartheid yeah. was, was, the, I don't know how, I know that you're close to my age. Um, there's basically representation properly of talking about the land and talking about um, the, the, the persecution and also acknowledging that they should have their land back instead of right. trying to sound neutral. Right, right. <laughs> well, first thing I want to say is that I don't think we are close in age. I am old. So not be <laughs> by this cute <laughs> 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 That's my thing. <laughs> 
but two, um, you know, I, I, well, yeah, I'm saying really, I, I resonate with that a lot because what they're going through, what they're going through, I feel like I have been thinking about as well when it comes to the indigenous people here in the land, mm -hmm. and 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 when as soon as like two months ago or more than two months ago, when I started to really be appalled and just and and and, and just have all these images of what's happening in Gaza and and be up and looked at and then looked around the community and saw that no one was saying anything that I knew mm -hmm. had influence had had some either you know either either a, a, a social strength and an influence or or or, or, or not just the social scenes but uh, in within the arts or within mm -hmm. the, the 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 non-profit or within other leadership uh, uh, um, spaces in the institutions that that we work at, yeah, we, we work in, and uh, I got enraged to be quite honest, mm -hmm. and I and I literally lost my mind because not just only because of the images that I say, but also because of seeing how people were pretending that things were not happening mm -hmm. when we have been given a gift by the children of Congo who are also enslaved mm -hmm. right. to have phones mm -hmm. so that we can get access to information. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and this information is all here. Everybody sees it, but everybody pretends like it's not here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and so, and so what, when you bring up the indigenous people as well, I, and then I wanted to myself, these nonprofits, that always go with the land acknowledgement all the time. What are they talking about mm -hmm. when they do that? Right. Do, do they understand what they are trying to say? Or is it just like, yeah, let's just read a thing on a piece of paper, but it means nothing. Mm -hmm. And now it, for me, their silence shows me that it is nothing. Mm -hmm. And that everybody who actually tries to say that they should be stopped in within the second word of them trying to acknowledge the land. But what is it that what does that even mean? Because right. It's a performance now, mm -hmm. and, and 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 now it's becoming clear to me. Um, but then at the same time, you know, answer to answer your question with South Africa. Um, uh, should I tell my age? But <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm not that kind of person anyway to not tell my age. But you know, I was born in 1983, mm -hmm. um, so apartheid was still rampant in South Africa, and obviously I was young enough. I was young not to quite you know understand everything that was happening, but. I have vivid memories of, you know, some of the violence I've witnessed, you know, like I've witnessed people being burnt alive, I've witnessed people being literally murdered in front of my eyes as a child, mm -hmm. you know, that's a thing that people shouldn't see. And and what they would call, um, you know, the black on black crime people when, 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 the, when the Republicans or the Democrats or the liberals, whoever, would say, but what about what black on black crime? And they forget that that's no such thing as black and black crime. All these, uh, all all of these uh, violences and this, 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 this um, atrocities that happen to people of, of color that are seemingly caused by people of color. It's it's a, it's a result of the oppression right. that has been caused. People right. are frustrated economically yeah. and are struggling economically and all sorts of ways. And 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 so at that time in South Africa, we had people that were called in being. Mbimbi was a word that was used for people that are um, spies. Mm -hmm. If they, if you were suspected in the community to be a spy mm -hmm. for the for the white police, uh, Budaman, uh, you know, they will come and find you and they will burn you. And it was just tragic, you mm -hmm. know. And and because everybody was sensitive and everybody was feeling up in arms about what they were. Everybody was trying to fight the struggle and they couldn't take. You know they couldn't take anyone who's going to betray them, mm -hmm. and 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 this is 
I'm mentioning this not to say that was okay to do, but I'm saying that, that those are things that happened and that I have witnessed yeah. as a child that I shouldn't have witnessed. And this was not that long ago. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not that old. But then, but then, uh, you know, Mandela came out. And when Mandela came out, it seemed to me that people, you know, yes, everybody was happy. Black, white, colored. We, what, what we say colored in South Africa is not the same as America. Mm -hmm. When you go to America, to South Africa, you will be probably seen as someone who's with a colored. Okay. You know, like a yeah. type of a race in South Africa. Like yeah. Trevor Noah, some people mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. say the color, but he's, he's not he's not quite the color because of uh because of you know he's a mixture between you know uh, his dad and it was white from I think from Netherlands. Oh, like mulatto, like how they use the term in the Caribbean. Maybe perhaps, perhaps, but it's, <laughs> it, but it's but it's it, but it's, it's it's its own ethnicity mm -hmm. um that has to do with the Khoisan people and and what have you. But I'm not trying to get into all of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so but but then like when Mandela, you know, you know, uh, Doctor Nelson Mandela Holikasha came uh, came out of prison, we were all excited for that because we saw that was a sign for us. For, for freedom mm -hmm. and and now to answer again to your question about you know um the representation of like do, do we do we get did we get what we were fighting for did we did we did we see the liberation did we get the land back short answer is no so like we we we, we didn't get those important things that people needed maybe some have but the majority of the folks that were driven out of their lands um they didn't get what they what, what was theirs and only the, the the few people of south africa which are the white people have most of that land and they and then our mothers and grandfathers are still farming that, that land and um and it and, and and sometimes it bothers me how you know if, if for every country everybody fights their struggles differently mm -hmm. even yeah. if there's some commonalities within the struggles but we all fight them differently and how we process our pain is different. How mm -hmm. Americans process their their own pain when it comes to you know their the the Jim Crow laws and the and the enslavement yeah. and all of that, they yeah. process it differently. And it, to a point that I admire how Americans move about in terms of vocalizing their dissatisfaction and their uh they they they, they, they uh, like when you guys are saying you know this is white and this is black. Yes, you understand there are nuances and we will learn we will learn the nuances, but some things are just simply black and white. This is hate and this is just oppression. Mm -hmm. And the laws and policies that are made are made for us, black people, people of color, people uh, indigenous people to suffer in these systems. That's why we are poor. It's a cycle of poverty. Yeah. And you talk about it very strongly, so and openly, but I feel like sometimes in my country mm -hmm. we are kumbaya. But it's like some it's like people have amnesia that mm -hmm. this happened and they've moved on and they're happy with the scraps that they get. They're happy to get any job that they could find. There are so many black educated youth in in, in South Africa that have turned into alcoholism and, and, and alcohol and, and drugs and sex and all sorts of things because there are not enough opportunities for them to thrive in, 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 in that system that is now within that post-apartheid because the government is all about itself but on the top, 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 there's still white folks. Please don't even think that it's it's the black men that are running oh, South it's Africa. It's not Ramaphosa. It's Rama, yeah, right. Ramaphosa. <laughs> who said, I, I, don't get me started. It's still early. Sorry, it's still early. But, but no, people have not gotten their land back. And I don't know if this was a really long way to, to just say no to you. Uh, people, <laughs> you know, people have not gotten their land and the crime is high and people mm -hmm. are in poverty more than ever before. There's, there are no opportunities. And, 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 and jokingly, I would say sometimes 
some people and I, and I don't mean to denigrate or, or or make the Nelson Mandela legacy weak and 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 and, and unappreciated but because of how pained and people are and hungry and 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 lack mm. lacking of inspiration to survive in 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 our country they, they they feel like what they got out of that freedom that Nelson Mandela went to jail for for 27 years they got two doves and a theme song mm. South Africa, we love you. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful land. Show us the way, Father, so we can bring peace in our land. That's what happens when you say we want peace, but no justice. Mm -hmm. You get exactly mm -hmm. peace. And people in South Africa that are white are peaceful, and the black people in South Africa are not at peace. Yeah, mm. answer that question about representation and centering the most marginalized voices, like you said. Yes. Um. So, I have noticed also, like in the organizing, that I'm just dipping a toe into because I haven't been politically active before. Um. Because I thought, you know, the right people would take care of it. <laughs> um. What I notice in the grassroots movements is that people are not willing to give up these old hierarchies and these old ways of relating to one another and these old isms, you know, of this. Mm either sexism or, or racism or this um this old power structures and they're not willing to acknowledge that this is a moment where we're all experiencing experiencing it together and um like you say we should be centering the most marginalized voices but like to be so also says that you don't have to go too far into your family history or into um political history like there mm -hmm. is trauma in this community and and shared mm -hmm. memory of dispossession and war and and genocide um and we're not we're not giving people of color i, I would just like broadly say people of color and also marginalized queer and trans people the space to talk about what they know in their body and in mm -hmm. their history and in their families um and the problem with that is that if we have these old hierarchies where you know it's usually I might get a little spicy, like yes. well-meaning white allies right. or white liberals who, yeah, like, um, I was in an organizing meeting and unprompted, the white male organizer says, can you send them a follow-up message? Tells my partner, can you um, schedule the next meeting, send the poll? The only non-male people in the in the chat you're the secretary unofficially you know what i mean yeah. and that's that's just like a small thing that's something mm -hmm. that for the greater good i could overlook but it translates into a practice that continually excludes the people that should be centered mm -hmm. right. so so for example that turns into then tone policing of you know appear uh, in this space in this way do not challenge do not point out where leaders fail mm -hmm. uh be, be respectful in order to be listened to respectful is a line that moves um mm -hmm. and the danger in that is that if we keep centering the i'm sorry but the groups that produce these inequities and these horrors um we don't have a chance of resisting it and and i i want to go back to um i'm going to be referencing a lot to black lives matter because in Black Lives Matter, everybody was indoors and everybody was acting like they were very scared and going through it together. And they were reading their books and their white fragility and Robin <laughs> D'Angelo made millions. 
right? Mm-hmm. She got a nice little check out of that. Mm-hmm. But where are those people now? They're not showing up. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we make these these symbol symbolic gestures and symbolic statements, um, but we don't learn from them and we don't practice them and we don't have an ethic, yeah. an ethics mm-hmm. built around it. And yes, that bothers me so much. Yeah. Like it bothers me yeah. so much, and I've called it out, you know, a couple of times, and I've, and I've alluded to the fact that I'm South African, right? Like you know, but when when George Floyd died, I didn't think, "Ooh, an American problem." So my problem, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think that. Mm-hmm. I thought. That's our problem. It's a humanity oh, problem. It's a humanity problem. It's our problem. And our I problem. understand that. Let's get out there and do something. Right. Not yeah. waiting for an invitation. I didn't wait for an invitation from 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 organizers, right? Or, mm-hmm. or people that thought at the time they were taking lead or they were taking lead. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I didn't wait for an invitation. I took it up I myself. Yeah. That yeah. is my duty to stand up for what is happening to our humanity, to, to humanity, and it's not okay to be dehumanized yeah. like that exactly. and be killed mm-hmm. in front of people like that and have a grown man mm-hmm. step with his knee on another ma- grown man mm-hmm. and other grown people with cameras feeling numb and dumb and not know what to do but just record because we live in that kind of world now that people can't even go and remove a cop because they are afraid they mm-hmm. might be killed too. Like we are stuck always in a right. in between a rock and racism. Yeah, there's you know, such parallels right. um, when we when we talk about Palestine um, and and in the police state, the IDF um, in the police state here. You know, you see the photos, the, you see the videos um, of just unarmed children um, just murdered, and it's 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 just so ridiculous because you see the same thing here. Um, it, um and, and and it shows you just how much oppressive it is um because they're they're literally trying to put a foot on your neck mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. they they train mm-hmm. the, the IDF is training people across the world I saw this, <laughs> the the parallels of the state of the state violence um of the police state of of how Israel conducts is would you agree it's definitely um the same here in, in yeah. the yeah 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 absolutely uh, well, first off, bring the spiciness. <laughs> All the getting worked up. Um, yeah, I that have... didn't look like you were getting worked up. I you yes. a little like. Yeah, yeah. I, I need more. I can't eat spicy food anymore <laughs> because of abdomen problems. But this well, is just spicy. I, I can't. Oh, that's why I'm No, I'm so yeah. here for that. I haven't cried yeah. in a long time, and so I love it when other people cry around me. Okay. I'm like, I want to live through you. Please cry. Okay. I will cry when this is over, but you cry now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm here for all of it. Um, yeah, I think that in terms of those parallels, it's it's everything, yeah. right? Literally everything. And it's not even just here in Palestine. It's here, what's known as Canada, Australia. Right. It's in Kashmir, right? It's in Puerto Rico. It's in all of these places, in the Congo, in yeah. Sudan, right? right? Like all of these places that are heavily impacted right now. Um it's very much the exact same model, copy and paste, right? right. And mm-hmm. and I think for a long time, one of my frustration with like organizing out here mm-hmm. is that it's been a very like non-intersectional international lens, mm-hmm. right? It's it, generally the U.S. does not look to the rest of the world to learn from the rest of the world, right? But in terms of like right now, there's a lot of organizing against like cop cities mm-hmm. out here, right. but cop cities have been a reality in a lot of other places. Oh. People have organized against cop c- cities for decades in other places. Right. Um, 
and and at times that cross that international solidarity that happens is so beautiful right we saw it with like the people of gaza right and black lives matter right in fort ferguson right sending resources and being like here's how you deal with yes with all of the things that you're dealing with right now with like the tear gas and, right. and things like that um or even in terms of like ireland and palestine most people don't realize that the exact same mercenary forces that the british used against us to kill 20 percent of our population in the 30s they literally moved them from ireland to palestine wow. it was the exact same force that killed the Irish that then came to us and killed us. And then they moved them back to Ireland and then killed the people in the North. Um, And our people remember that, right? And I used to live in Ireland before Oakland. um, And the amount of people there that are like, I love Palestine, I just don't know why, Mm -hmm. right? Where they've lost that knowledge of what actually happened, that solidarity between us, but they still remember it, Mm -hmm. right? They don't know why, they don't need a, a reason why of, justification for it there's just like no like marginalized people like why would we not show up kind of like what you were saying of we don't need an invitation we see injustice anywhere we're going to show up right right we just show up always right and but yeah in terms of those parallels again literally everything even in terms of the uh the carceral system very much the exact same, right? So if you look at some of the things that were happening um, around the Jim, Jim Crow era, right? And uh, and how those laws were, were in effect, um, like South Africa and the Zionist state, who did they learn things from? Right. Yeah. They learned it from here. Right. And and now they're learning the same thing in, in terms of the mass inc- incarceration systems, right? And and you see that, right? So even just over the last three and a half months, the amount yeah. of people they've imprisoned yeah. um, and in looking at Bank history in the West Bank, yeah. right? And even in 48, right? Yeah. And uh, so 48 right now is basically under full police lockdown. Oh, like whoa. if you post anything publicly, they will come for you. Was right? that the area where, the, where I saw a video of this lady being arrested because she posts something? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Oh, wow. Things like that. So, and that's not the West Bank. So that's yeah. what would be considered Israel, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So, the, so we would refer to it as like forty-eight, right? Okay. And so, okay. people living in Haifa, Yaffa, yes. like places like that, right? Of they're terrified, mm-hmm. right? Because it is a police state. So, here right now, we're building towards that with all the cop cities and right. and things like that, right? Where right now, if you post something on social media, the right. cops are not going to come to your house immediately. Over there, they will. If you wow. say th- anything at work, and it's been like that for decades, right? If you say anything in a classroom, you could literally have a critical race theory class. And if you bring up anything around settler colonialism, you will disappear, right? Wow. Like, And that's been happening for decades, right? Mm-hmm. And so now people are in a place where um, it's kind of interesting where this is actually the first time where the organizers in what's known as 48, there's actually way less of them than there ever has in the past. Because they've seen what happens again and again and again and again, right? And no one does anything. And even now, we're not really talking about that. And and they don't necessarily want to be centered in that way, right? They're like, Gaza is like literally being carpet bombed, right? Right. Like over three nuclear bombs have been dropped at this rate, right? And, And also that's happening and same with the loss of jobs right being pushed out of housing um in a system that already doesn't really let you have housing in the first place right right and so access to all these kinds of things um so all of that is happening there right and and again of 
you know, who did they learn it from? So everything that exists here, they have. And it's interesting because now they have cross solidarity where now the IOF comes here and trains police officers yeah, here. Yeah, because there, there is this idea that um, for this, what you mentioned, forces that move. I you saw know? you writing over there. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm so excited um, for this. <laughs> So in Connecticut, Connecticut cops have participated in, a, in cop exchange programs with Israel. Yeah. Right? In 2018, one of those cops was New Haven Police Department Chief Anthony Campbell. He is now the head of I'm Yale Police Department. Department. And he came back there. If you Google this, you can find it. I, I encourage everybody to Google it and find mm -hmm. it because I don't want people to say, oh, that's just some theory on the internet. This is documented. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, and he came back from that training excited about, oh, how wonderful it was. And, oh, he didn't think that it was apartheid at all. And, and um, okay, how you know. he learned about <laughs> surveillance techniques, surveillance techniques that he's probably using now in his own Yale University students. Mm -hmm. and, and they have increased policing and security and scrutiny in that campus, mm -hmm. but not in response to death messages that were found in the academic dorms, in the dorms. Oh my God. Um, there were messages in, in Hebrew and in English that said death to Palestine and sons of expletive. And there was no reaction from the administration to that. There was a, a, a police reaction to peaceful student demonstrators on mm -hmm. campus. And and this idea that um, there isn't violence, like you say, peace without justice. Right. They want mm -hmm. peace and quiet. And they they settle for... If there's no body to provoke them, that's peace. That's not peace. That that is like a kindling, you know. So, and and I want to circle back to my point. That's the danger of like censoring the wrong people because they will opt out and decide, oh, you know, it's not too dangerous. I was in a meeting where I'm talking about how how it feels in this moment and how close we are to just fascism, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and right away, how could you say fascism? We're not fascists. We're on a Zoom meeting. You know, we're not getting arrested. And I said, you know, that's your experience. But there are people who get executed on the street in this country. Black yeah. people get executed in the street on this country mm -hmm. without a trial. That's mm -hmm. not fascism. And, and, the, and, it, this. and yep. it threw them. Yep. The, the, yes. I, I, I don't want to, like, go hyped up. Do it. Do it. Chill out. Do uh, it. <laughs> so. Especially, I think it's to us. So. What else? This idea that, that the violence is is over there. It's happening over there. It's it's sad, but it's over there. It's inevitable, but it's over there. But it comes back here. It comes back here. Yes, it does. And they act like they don't that they only export products and services and, and they do tourism that violence is traveling to. And just last week, two IDF soldiers on Columbia mm -hmm. University campus. Yep. What did they do? They use chemical weapons on peaceful yeah. protesters. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to bury that story and, too. Where mm -hmm. And we have Connecticut residents who, just this year, it's in the it's in all the papers. Oh, we're doing a celebration. Our you know blah 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 is going to join the IDF. Mm -hmm. You think those people are not going to come back here all traumatized from all the things they're doing, and mm -hmm. and inflict that on somebody here? Mm -hmm. And we don't even need that context because in this country it's normal that we have people who are unwell and their frustration, the way they they vent and they process, they don't feel disempowered and sad and alone like we do. They go out and they get a gun, mm -hmm. or they have the gun already. And mm -hmm. that's what happened in Vermont. He didn't even have to mm -hmm. live too far from his house. He walked down the steps and shot mm -hmm. and paralyzed three Palestinian men. Mm -hmm. 
insane. And one of those students was from Connecticut. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. And this is context that our leaders have or could have if they had empathy and they had curiosity and they were studying what's happening. Mm-hmm. But they want to re- they want they want us to believe that it's not connected to New Haven, that it's not related to us here. Yeah. And and the connections are all over. Our tax dollars. <laughs> yeah, apart from the whole, we're paying for the genocide <laughs> thing. Yeah. I should add Israel as a as a dependent on my taxes. Um, I wanted to talk about also because we 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 are talking about a lot of very good yeah. important things that I think people need to understand. And when we talk about resistance and and whatever the Palestinians, um do something they're always condemning them saying you condemn this for this you condemn them for that yes. this act of resistance this violence would not this violence would not happen if there was if there will always be a resistance if there wasn't a hamas in gaza well there will always be groups of well it's like groups. it's like with black lives matter they want perfect victims mm-hmm. right you know they they there's no shortage of excuses for why we shouldn't empathize you know, but down to the point that they have they have dehumanized Palestinians so bad that even a child that's born during this is deemed guilty. You know, and stay, and they say this is not a child; this will grow up into be a terrorist. That's awful. Yeah, well, I think that's that's part of it, right? Is that like they don't, they actually don't really care about the violence or not, right? They don't care what type of resistance we do, right? They've created a system where they will weaponize every single thing that we are. 100% of it. Yes. We could be the perfect victim, weaponized. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I also want to jump in. Can we, say, when we say they, can we clarify if we mean yes, the politicians here or, or the state of Israel? or Oh, all like it could be both. everyone could running be both. settler colonial states, mm-hmm. including here, what's known as Canada, Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and in general, just the most privileged, right? Which yes. in this country are going to be yes. specifically cis straight white people, mm-hmm. right? With Christian backgrounds for the most part. Um, but generally, and that varies from place to place, mm-hmm. right? Of the most privileged, just like the most marginalized is constantly shifting. Yeah. But in a lot of contexts, that just means white. It means wealthy, yeah. right? It means cis. It means straight. It means all of these things. And also at times, it could be a really rich Palestinian. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. that has like fully adopted yeah. Zionism as like their framework for living. Yeah. Um, a black person, well, but, you know, because see, this is the thing that we always and um, we do focus a lot on just black and white at times when we talk about things, right? Which is fair, mm-hmm. yeah. but also we forget, like, to your point, that there are people within our own communities that right. are oppressed that are buying into these ideals, um, or uh, Zionist ideals or this apartheid. Uh, um, inspired ideas, segregation, and all of that, and they are what 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 I think Americans call the Uncle Tom's. Um, you know, they exist, and you, you, when we have to fight with them, while we are also fighting with the the, the systematic, mm-hmm. um, you know, injustices. So it, it gets a little tough, you know, to. I I also want to jump in and just talk about this idea that um. Like it is, like you say, um, when your skin is the weapon, you're never unarmed. Mm-hmm. But, and that also, that always makes you guilty or always makes you suspicious and, and always makes you a threat, mm-hmm. you know? But the other thing is, is that if we, if if just being racialized is, is what makes you guilty, then whiteness by, by, on the other end of it becomes, you become blind to it and blind to, to the violence of white people. 
and and we call Israel a democracy, <laughs> but they're arresting their own people. They're arresting their own people. They're committing an ethnic cleansing. That you know, like because 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 they we see them as a, a white nation. Yeah. So there is no violence there. That is just democracy. Yeah. It's America. Yeah. You know, like. But I'm sorry. I don't know if I should say that. But um, no, say it. Yes. And then the other thing I want to say is that I don't want. It's not that I worry about like saying the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that I. I do worry that I have to be very tight. And this is also like the, mm-hmm. the oppressiveness of language. Yeah. I have to be very tight and my argument has to be very tight and yeah. I can't have any room for misinterpretation because language will always be used and weaponized against me. Right. That is why From the River to the Sea mm-hmm. as poetry is a call for genocide, but we ignore when they're cleansing and bulldozing from the north to the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they, they occupy you in your language and in your tongue and in your imagination and they tell you don't see the real violence. Mm-hmm. So, the, here, the people here and the people there. You know 100%. what I mean? Here in Connecticut, um, part of the reason that we sent 69 million and, and from the state and 2 million from the city of New Haven alone is because we have a, set, a senator, Richard Blumenthal, who when you call him and you say, please stop slaughtering these children, he'll send you back a form letter that says, I'm very proud that I came up with this agreement, the memorandum of understanding that says we have to fund these people. And and if you Google him, you'll find articles so where he says, this is the bare minimum we could do. But mm-hmm. just this week, there are people in Bridgeport who are without heat in the winter. Mm-hmm. And he tells them, oh, we'll see. Maybe we can do something for you. Maybe we can do something for the people here, but we have to fund these people committing a genocide. And then, me, oh, if you have eyes, because yes. it's from him, the letter. The I letter. have the, oh, you have the letter. 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 You have You as you, but if you hear from him, if you try to talk to him in a town hall, he will walk away and he will ignore you. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I have to provide context. I love it. I appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. As you know, I have stated unequivocally and clearly that America must stand with Israel. That's when I lost the whole letter. I, I could not finish the whole letter. You don't, you don't have oh. to finish it. Oh. No, no, no. Let's start with this. I, like, I'm, I'm sorry, because I have always wanted... Um, my my like, big what, fantasy is yeah. to print these letters what on a big... On a big poster board and have people come and insert context, Do line by it. line, analyze it, you know? Do it. Um, on October 7th... It didn't start on October 7th. Um, Hamas led a brutal and murderous attack on Israeli civilians. The scope and scale of this tragedy is heart-wrenching beyond words. He's talking about a single day, and we're 113 days into a genocide. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in the bodies are piling up, and it's trauma on trauma on trauma, and there's still no acknowledgement of what Palestinians are going through. The ones who are on the ground, who are, who are fighting to survive, and no acknowledgement of the pain of the Palestinians here, and the people who are in the diaspora, and who are suffering and... And also going through hell and dying out of me- like the mental health and the stress and the the there was a a twenty three year old woman from Gaza living in Istanbul who died from a heart attack because for a few days she couldn't be reach her family mm-hmm. and and children have been dying of the same thing heart attack yeah. heart, heart attacks heart yeah. attacks yeah mm-hmm. um oh I mean God. who what who wouldn't and 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 I just so just so that we don't finish your time um I just want to also just to you know touch on the fact that you know. 
Palestinians are suffering and for us to just like I said before like idol and just intellectualize and politicize their bodies is so inhumane mm -hmm. and it's 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 so cruel because what I've noticed in different communities and yes in the white communities because I do uh, I, I, I am friends with people in the white communities and this is because you know oh. there's this thing too like white people aren't understanding how to live don't understand how to live with black folks or other people of color because they don't allow themselves to be mm -hmm. honest and true and free and 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 be human with other humans mm -hmm. they still mm -hmm. that's why they live in that space of privilege was it feels like such work or such or other intrusive or discomfort that they can be friends with other people besides themselves mm -hmm. but everybody else who's not white is able to have white friends and 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 all sorts of people mm -hmm. and that's that's something that i feel like that they can exam examine in their examine in their own time like why is it that the case mm -hmm. that's always like that but 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 without losing my point like i think that we we just so numb and desensitized to mm -hmm. to the pain of people of color and, and palestinians in this case that People want what all they want to do. They want to come to dinner and then mm. talk about this, this political mm -hmm. climate. It's like no, it's not a political climate. There are murderers mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you have voted into power, yes. and mm -hmm. these murderers are representing your values. Yes. And it seems like you're not offended by your by the fact that they are actually not representing your values. Because when Trump was in power, everybody, everybody was, was, white, was absolutely open and disgusted, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. liberals, especially mm -hmm. Democrats, to say that yeah what is going on trump is is evil trump is this yeah. trump is filthy and yet when it's biden people are thinking about strategies yes i'm not saying it's not okay to strategize for your country because you guys have created this democracy that is not that is not it's not democracy it's demonizing and the united states united states is not even united states united states of america it's, it's literally excuse me united states of criminals because mm -hmm. the people that are in power are criminals all i mean every last I, one every last mm -hmm. one of them they are participating for apec is the one <laughs> who's funding their pockets like using fancy words like lobbying and everybody right. knows it knows bribery they, yes. they are busy bribing yes. each other remember the 20 million that was floating around they mm -hmm. were floating around, floating around, find, trying to find a, a candidate to run against Richard Italy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and nobody wrote about that, but everybody wrote about uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and yep. talked about, oh, how is this, <laughs> how is this representative or indicative of like foreign politics in Ukraine, and, and we don't condone violence. But suddenly, mm -hmm. all those people are silent. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is that, like you say, um, we're supposed to suddenly, oh. I do. I do want to. Can we link this letter in the? Yeah, we can. Okay, in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we gotta give the the crumbs so people yeah. don't have to work too hard because some people mm -hmm. don't like to work. Um, <laughs> um I do want to go back to Senator Blumenthal because I I was listening to the. Uh, this the, the just this week or last week rather, um, Palestinians took Joe Biden to court. And mm -hmm. him. Yeah. yeah. Um. And there was this like online Zoom hearing, like pre-trial kind of like briefing. And during that briefing, somebody said, "Uh, the U.S. is funding and providing so many weapons and and replenishing their supplies so quickly that because of how much we support, how much we give them support and helicopters and and dumb bombs and precision guided missiles, 
that's why they're able to not slow down the attacks and they don't have to choose or or make decisions about should I not bomb the, the children today? I might have to defend myself on this front. You know what I mean? And this senator, well, people are asking him, please stop the slaughter. Please stop it now. He's saying, I'm proud that I'm delivering those things quickly, that I'm sending them more every day. I, I'm part of that. I did that for you. And, wow. and we're supposed to take that. We're supposed mm -hmm. to settle for that. And just this week, he went next to my house to a school to talk to middle school students. And in the photo, do you know who's in the photo? A young black boy and a young Muslim girl. Do you think that man is doing anything for those children? Jesus. No. Like I'm saying, do not politicize and, our and bodies. This is, okay, this is, this is my like call to action. Because I made everybody heated. Now I need you to follow through. We can't settle for Biden. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah. Nobody oh, here is voting for Biden, okay? Biden. Because, <laughs> because what Trump did is he exposed them. When white oh, people were angry God. at Trump, it wasn't because he's racist or he's vile or he's misogynist or he's... They were not, they, they, he was not the favorite racist. <laughs> it's because he doesn't do it covertly. He doesn't do it politely. He doesn't wear the right kind of cut suit to look dignified when he does it. Uh, if you look at Chris Murphy or Senator Blumenthal or even Rosa DeLauro, they perform and they act like they are our allies. They're Democrats. They are our allies. But they cause us the same violence on paper. Mm. Mm. Yep. Let's go into the, the ICJ. Yes. South Africa came through. And by the way, um, this isn't over yet. They also have sued our government yes. and also the Anglo-Saxons. What was your response um, on the decision of the the um, International Court of Justice uh, decision on the case of genocide for Israel? Question. I, I don't know if I had a response mm -hmm. in a way. Um, I think I'm one of those people that believes that we need to use every single pathway mm -hmm. to do to get things done. Yeah. So I'm glad that this happened, mm -hmm. right? And also, so much of my work exists in building alternative systems mm -hmm. and just directly with the people most impacted. Mm -hmm. um, that regardless of what that court case did or didn't do, or like whatever decision was going to happen, doesn't actually make a difference to the people I work with day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't realize that, right? Of like, it takes time to trickle down, right? Yeah. They could have been like, this is an absolute genocide, call mm -hmm. for a ceasefire, all of right. that. It, it's not as if like, bam, 11 o'clock hits and we're good, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that just doesn't happen. And the people generally I work with are generally the people that everyone has kind of forgotten to an extent. Yeah. And, and so like to this day, for example, I'm still basically the only person that's providing any direct financial support to queer and trans Palestinians in Palestine or over here, right? To this day, three and a half months later, um, the, like three and a half months later, right? And, um, or even just the work directly on the ground, right? Or the the peer support work that we do and just a lot of the, the different things that we do, um, you know, none of it, none of that really matters in a, in a lot of ways. I think for me as a Palestinian one, it's it's always beautiful to see that, Cross international solidarity, right? So, South Africa showing up for us, mm -hmm. absolutely love that, and um, I would love to see where you know where it goes from here, not just for Palestinians, but also for South Africans, mm -hmm. right? Of to everything that you were saying earlier, of um, 
like that settler colonialism, right, did not go away, right? Capitalism is still very much a structure there. Mm -hmm. And so how do places that are showing up for Palestine, how do they show up by fixing their places, mm -hmm. right? By mm -hmm. actually showing up for the most marginalized in those places, mm -hmm. right? And like, I've been critical of Ireland, for example, where I'm like, okay, cute. And also you're showing up for us when we die. Mm -hmm. I want you to show up for us to live. Mm -hmm. Those are very different things. And for your own people to live. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, I will say of like, I did create a video when, when that happened, specifically yeah. of... I find that the people that are not very engaged, usually mm -hmm. white liberals, right, who mm -hmm. are sort of there, they're really not there, they cause more there. problems than good things most of the time. <laughs> but, you know, to them, it's just like, oh, look, a decision has been made. Great. I can go to Sunday brunch now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we saw that happen when Biden was elected. Yeah. Right. The amount of yeah. people who just left everything, yes. all the COVID organizing, all the best. Black Lives Matter organizing. Mm -hmm all gone and they went back to their white neighborhoods where they still have black lives matter signs yeah. and they pretend as if they know shit right yes. like <laughs> and, and so i did make a video of like it, there is no one decision that's going to fix any of this and right. also even when we have a ceasefire that just means we're now starting exactly right you're starting we're starting even yeah. when we have a free palestine wonderful we're starting yeah. right mm -hmm the amount of work that will have to happen yeah. it's it, and i think that's what happens in so many places right of like groups of people fight and then you get a little bit of crumbs mm -hmm. and the most privileged of any group will go and take up all those crumbs right and so i can definitely see it of like the richest people right going and buying beach houses in palestine and being like this is a free palestine we're so oh great right like that's yeah. so possible right we've seen it happen yeah. in so many places um and my thing is no like i need you engaged all along. Mm -hmm. This does not end. There is no end goal. And right. that's just the reality of day-to-day -day life of like, we're in this and we're in this and we're in this and we're in this and mm -hmm. we're in this for everywhere. This has to be a lifestyle everywhere. change, not just a temporary kind of, oh, I got my social media patch. I did the right mm -hmm. thing. I did the right exactly. Thing. It's not a book list. It's not, you know, a post. It's Every not a costume. Yeah. It's you have to change the way you move on this world mm -hmm. and you have to organize and you have to have a discipline and you have to decide what you're giving up. It's not just, mm -hmm. I get to buy a kafia and I get to buy a Palestinian flag and I take a nice selfie and I did the right thing and then mm -hmm. I have my, I'm have safe. You're not marked safe until you start making hard decisions and you start showing up consistently and you give up that, that, that impulse to take the place of and to decide when mm -hmm. we should say, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, this is the way you show up. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Organizing and stuff. And so. can I just say that when you say it, we have so much work to do because even if the bombs stop dropping, it's winter. There's no houses. There's no hospitals. There's no education. Um, They're already giving away settlements. Mm -hmm. And even if the bombs stop dropping and we say stop, stop, even if we say stop the bombs, we know that when we said ceasefire, they were still killing Palestinians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're still, oh, I'm sorry. There's still people clinging to this idea of a two-state solution. Oh, yeah, they are. So, I don't know, I don't know if you can have... Uh, the silly people. If one state is genocidal and doing ethnic <laughs> cleansing and getting funded by another state that started on genocide and colonialism, I don't know how good we're, or how far we're going to get, right? And people are still not realizing that. What was your response to the um, the, SI, the, the, the uh, international court's decision? Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, well, you saw my response yeah. first, but, <laughs> which I cannot say here. But, but I understand 
<laughs> that you know we can we 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 have a lot of emotions to balance as we you know as we try to bring awareness and try to fight for the Palestinian people and especially those ones that are in in the, in Gaza right now you know having to deal with bombs day in day out hour after hour minute after minute so like I think that when I when I saw that and I had all these negative feelings about about the whole thing and then I quickly sort of viewed other people's you know opinions who I respect whom I respect and 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 I know that they're doing the right things you know encouraging others to stay positive and I, mm -hmm. and, I and I sort of got that and I looked and I was able to find a, a, another you know perspective that you know South Africa got us knocked at the door and got us inside their living room mm -hmm. we're there now yeah. you know they mm -hmm. open the door they 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 won't you know tell us to go back and we, they, the only way in is to make sure that we we we, we you know we, we're bringing our own furniture now mm -hmm. and, and everything because what's happening is we didn't get what we wanted and we not some of us are, are super disappointed others are not but what we got is that they are aware that there's a possibility it's plausible that there's a genocide happening but they're not admitting to it just yet i I'm still hopeful, right? Yeah, Just know. yet, mm -hmm. but there is the possibility of, of, on what's happening, or, or, or what Israel is doing to, to the people of, of Gaza, and and that's a positive sign. It's not it's not negative. It's, mm -hmm. it's a positive sign, and we can hold them accountable for that too. And at the same time, you know, they and they listed out all these things that Israel is not supposed to do, mm -hmm. and again, we can hold them accountable for that when they don't, you know, hold up. Uh, any judgment against or any judgment rulings in the future near or or maybe afar hopefully near but the thing is this we know israel is going to break all those rules they are already breaking mm -hmm. all those rules that's why i'm going to go back to icc icj and say uh excuse me right <laughs> that's literally and then and also we need to go to the icc as well and upload evidence and all these things yes, yes. um and, and so so like it's not all lost Yes, it's disappointing we didn't get a ceasefire, and it's, we need to continue to mm -hmm. incorporate the life, uh, uh, um, the, 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 the calls for a ceasefire day in, day out on our fridge. We need to know that after, after before you go out that night, you gotta make sure. Oh, did I call my besties? And yeah. call my besties, my my besties. Remind yeah, and remind him that, <laughs> and because these people won't know, they will not know what happened to them because they think that we're gonna forget. Because that's what America does. Yeah, they gotta, they get upset. They get upset. Then they, they get forget. upset. And but yeah. we we need consistency, like Gabby was saying. You know, we need cons we need consistency, and we and whenever we see someone is, is tired and tapping out, we we tap them a little bit. Don't forget that text. You know, you gotta send the ceasefires. So mm -hmm. I, I I I think that first of all, I I don't believe in any of these systems. Mm -hmm. All of them, they're not built for us. They were mm -hmm. never built built for the real people. Mm -hmm. These are a bunch of elite of elites who were creating a world for themselves, mm -hmm. and we were just we are still pawns and just participating in their world. Right. Mm -hmm. And now that we are realizing this truth, some are still far from realizing it clearly. Mm -hmm. But as we are realizing this truth, we are trying to create a world that we can all exist with dignity, mm -hmm. and we can all feel mm -hmm. welcomed, and we can all feel mm -hmm. a part of this society. Because we don't feel that way now. It's becoming clearer and clearer. Even to those who are blind, they can see what's happening. Mm -hmm. So we, I, I would say that we should not give up hope uh, because of the, the of the ruling. Instead, to see that as a positive, that we are in the house sitting on their couch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gabby, what was what was you going to bring up? Was it um, about that ceasefire resolution? I wasn't about we'll go the to that next thing. Go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't about the ceasefire. Uh, it was about um this tendency to forget 
Um, and how you mentioned that as soon as Biden was elected, people really opted out. Mm-hmm. So, so there are these two people that I really think about every day. Now that people are ramping up this rhetoric of we have to vote for Biden, we have to vote for Biden, we have to save the country. Um, in in November when we were trying to elect Biden, there was a viral video of a black man dancing in a voter line in Philadelphia. His name was Clinton Cooper. And he was dancing in the voter line because he had to dance and keep up the energy of the people in the line because the voter line was hours long. Mm-hmm. And nobody talked mm-hmm. about all the bureaucracy and all the the ways they fix the system so that we get tired and we get burnt out trying mm-hmm. to do the right thing and trying to show up and, and be part of civic life. They they love when we're out of touch and disempowered and we're not. Mm-hmm. And that's why they keep us busy and they keep us working and they keep us sick and they keep us isolated. Right. Um, so Clinton Cooper went viral for dancing in a voter line. After Biden was elected, just Jan- after Biden was elected, then we had January 6th, mm-hmm. and we saw the country's falling apart. Yeah. Biden is not Biden is not a magic fix. Yeah. And then we forgot that, too. Mm-hmm. And then... Because there were white people doing it. Uh, <laughs> and they got to go home. And they got to go home, and they got to post selfies, and they got to sleep good that night. Not like the people who are advocating now who are getting, you know, beaten by police or arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But after that, just in Georgia, there was another another black uh, black woman named Representative Cannon. Uh, Governor Kemp was signing voter, new voter restrictions into law. The people who shared that video of Clinton Cooper dancing should have been real pulling in, real in tune with what was happening to Rep Cannon because she was charged for two, she, at one point she was going to be charged with two felonies for knocking on the governor's door while he was signing this bill into law. And she, was, she wasn't she was being loud or aggressive or threatening. All she wanted to know is why are you signing this into law? A law that says you can't give water to people waiting on a hot day in a voter line. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yep. It, yeah. That's a law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't <laughs> no. want us. They don't want us. They I can't. They can't stop. outright say mm-hmm. you can't vote, but they're gonna make it as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna tell you, but you have to vote to save us. Save us. Mm-hmm. The ones who are the first to opt out. You know, in Venezuela, I got it. I got to say, I, I've speak, spoken to a lot of journalists that have mm-hmm. been a part of Venezuela's uh, democratic process. Mm-hmm. You get a receipt after you vote. Oh. They give you a goddamn receipt. You don't get a fucking receipt here at all. You don't mm-hmm. get no goddamn receipt. You can literally show, oh, look, this is who I voted for oh. in Venezuela. You got it literally received. Because there's a lot of secrecy in America. And, uh, <laughs> right. There's a lot of secrecy and a lot of, yeah. um, you well, have to infer your allyship. And... Well, your vote also just doesn't <laughs> matter here, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Connecticut is a blue state, right? And so if you don't vote, it actually just doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. Yeah, if I just said Connecticut is a blue state, I want to throw a question out there for, for homework thinking. What kind of blue? Is it Yale blue? Is it police like blue? disgusting one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, is it the South David blue from Israel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Well, All the also, the last thing <laughs> I wanted to talk about on the agenda um, is the the ceasefire resolutions. Okay. Um, we, we, you were working with, um, you know, you know, Chloe and yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can you talk about what's what was needed? What's going on with that? Yes. Um, Bridgeport effed up. No. Yeah. Oh they, well. They changed the wording. <laughs> they changed the wording, but they passed the resolution. Um. Okay. Oh, no. yeah, so they, they passed it, but they changed the wording. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the updated wording. You have that? 
not yet, but it's going to okay. be the most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so back in December, uh, the Board of Alders in New Haven was presented a ceasefire resolution. Um, and they haven't acted on it since then. It hasn't even been sent to committee. Um, and let me organize myself really well because this is the part that I ever win for. Um, so the ceasefire resolution is basically, it's something that's been being pushed nationally and there are major cities who've done it. Bridgeport, Connecticut is the first one in Connecticut. Um, the first one? The first one. Is that the only one? Yeah. yeah. In end of January? January 2nd. This is over 200. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, like, now we're the end of January. And I know that, like, there's one town starting to take testimonies, but I don't think it's gone to vote yet. That's wild. Right. So, 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 to give context, uh, there's this, there's this very racist, very old-time joke that I, they always repeat it in the New Haven Independent in the comment section. They love to say it. It's like, what would New Haven be without Yale? It would be Bridgeport. Because without Yale, without this $40 billion university that doesn't hire us, that doesn't hire us, that polices us, that takes resources, that doesn't pay us taxes on their academic buildings. Without them, we would be Bridgeport. But poor. Bridgeport is but nicer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it is. We have a beach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but let, let, me, let me tell you, um, it's time to turn that joke on its head. Because without Yale, we would have a diverse and young leadership and we would have a mayor that was supportive and we would have uh, an unanimous support, almost unanimous support on our elders for the people of color in this community. Yale University teaches us to, to have this very low self-esteem mm -hmm. and, and to feel disempowered and to feel helpless. And, it, and it, Yale University produces all these leaders that then go out into our city city and spill out into the country mm -hmm. and they they go out there and they enact violence because they don't have empathy for communities of color because while they're being trained here by this university they're taught to be afraid of us and to not go past campus lines and and they're taught that we're dangerous it's horrible and i and i saw that as a student mm -hmm. and and i wrote about that if you want to find it online it's online but but um i want to give some phone numbers can i What's happening right now is that the Board of Alders and the Board of... The mayor is hiding. Where is the mayor? <laughs> um, he's not holding any kind of public town hall for his constituents. He's not addressing anybody in the community. He's not addressing Palestinians. He's not addressing Arabs. He's not addressing Muslims. I have written to him. I have told him of the, the racial hate incidents that I experienced participating in protests on the green that puts black and trans people at risk, that puts me at risk, that puts people at risk, Jewish advocates for peace at risk. I have gotten no response. I have reached out to my older, I have gotten no response. The Board of Alders is saying that it's not appropriate for them to make this resolution. The Board of Alders is saying that they need more information on the history. The Board of Alders is saying that, um, the Board of Alders is saying that they don't like to make symbolic gestures. That they don't buy, they don't buy that us, making an effort at a local level has an impact on, a, on the federal electeds, on our senators and our representatives. And not only that, they just got a two-year extension and they got a raise. Oh, wow. But at the same time that we delivered them a win, they're saying, it's annoying when you call me, don't call me. There, there are people saying, I don't know if there's even a mosque in my ward, but I do get calls from the Jewish Federation every day. Mm -hmm. And they're telling me not to vote on this. So why should I believe you? 
I need these leaders. I need them to show curiosity for the community. I need them to have empathy for us. I need them to stop lying. Stop lying. Because they're acting like they don't know what to do. And they have done it before. And they have delivered mm -hmm. it before. I want everybody who's listening to go back to how they, what statements were made when it was happening. George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Go back and see how they reacted to Ukraine. Because they made the statements, they know what needs to get done, and now they're pretending they don't know how to deliver. Mm -hmm. Because it's a, it's a community of color, it's not reacting to a, commu a white community in crisis. Mm -hmm. And this has happened in this country consistently. That when we see bodies piling up and their bodies of color, Hurricane Katrina, uh, Maria, right. Irma, mm -hmm. Hawaii, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. That we don't matter. That we have to. We have to, and um, and we have to get to a point where we scream and we rage and we say, mm -hmm. "You, this is happening," mm -hmm. because if we don't do that, they will keep looking over us. Yep. Yep. I want to say, you are correct, and that people are not angry enough, and that people are not. People are sending out humanity for a few dollars that mm -hmm. don't even get to their own hands like like you're saying you said people got raises yeah and yet the people that actually work in these places on the lower level mm -hmm. aren't getting any raises nope. mm -hmm. they do their work and by they i include myself in that because i mm -hmm. work hard yeah and i claim that because i do it mm -hmm. and then you find that we're not taken care of first not mm -hmm. things of us right but but then besides that, this community for me it showed me that it it is it's it's a controversy just mm -hmm. living and brewing, mm -hmm. and I find that I find that hard to swallow because I live in a predominantly white community and also Jewish community, mm -hmm. and at the same time, I, I it makes me feel like as a person who's black with children who who look like me. It makes me feel unsafe. unsafe. It makes me feel like I, mm -hmm. I'm unsafe being around them. Yeah. The white people in my community, the white friends that I have, mm -hmm. the white artist colleagues that I have, the white people that I'm uh, I'm a colleague I'm a colleague with. Mm -hmm. or, 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 it makes me feel that I'm, I, I'm. It makes me feel unsafe because how can you not speak up in these injustices that I'm telling you that they are killing me? And then instead, you want to meet me up for coffee so I can cry on your shoulder. I'm like, right. no, girlfriend, we should be crying together. It's right. not my thing. That even that thinking gives you a superiority complex yeah. that you are the one who's going to save me from this pain. You're not going to save me from this pain. You need to be in pain with me. Mm -hmm. You need to cry with me. You need to call me up and say, girl, I can't sleep because my history has informed me that my people are just loungy and cruel and grungy and whatever word is they, <laughs> yeah they've been a nation of grossness was if you if you are a murderer who kills babies and hangs men and 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 and, and bombard and, and bomb and bombard homes you are disgusting mm -hmm. you are disgusting and if your history has informed you that all your lives that that has happened and you don't feel anything you don't feel moved you don't feel upset instead you want to offer me sympathy mm -hmm. no <laughs> that means you still are far from it that still you it still it still means to me that you are suffering from the superiority complex mm -hmm. and i do not suffer from an inferiority complex i am not i am complete full stop period mm -hmm. and as a complete person i want people in new haven to do something i want the organizations that with people that are my colleagues in 
in them, whether it's the institutions I work for, whether it's the uh, uh, the nonprofits that I work for, uh, I work mm -hmm. for that I give my free time. While people may see me and think that I'm getting paid with the work that I do in this community, no, I do not. I do not need to be paid, and I don't need accolades because a lot of these people that we fight, we fought along with for Black Lives Matter, for 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 other injustices. They've gotten accolades, they've gotten all these things, but they're nowhere to be found when we need them to give us those skill sets, to give us that yes. power and that voice. Yes. Excuse me, those voices that that, that, that was strong and powerful. Mm -hmm. They have the experience, they know they have a know-how, but I haven't gotten one single call from someone who says, Hey Tabs, guess how I can help you plug you in on this drug fight? This is mm -hmm. what you do. This is yeah. shout out to Kerry, Kerry Ellington. You've been getting arrested, girl. You've been getting all. You've been doing what you can with what you got. You can't be everywhere all the time. We get it. So that I appreciate that you can do what you can with what you have. Okay, we can just state state that. However, there are just so many people in this community that are sitting back, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to be mean by saying this, and I'm not trying to simply just call out. We're calling in. I'm We're calling, calling in. in, but also I'm I'm acknowledging that you guys are tired. There's many of you out here. Mm -hmm. You are tired. I get it. We shouldn't be fighting. We shouldn't be fighting uh, these struggles in the first place. And it's not fair to have to put that on you. I understand that. It's not fair that we have to be here talking about these things. There, there should be white folks here standing here right now talking about the atrocities, the general gen, generational atrocities that their folks have been doing all these years. And they should be putting their heads together and finding solutions and how they can face. Because there are there are smart folks too. There are intelligent, intelligent people too. They've had all the resources to go to the highest and, and most prestigious colleges. They, they know these things. They have the money too because the system was set up for them to have the better jobs. They know they have the resources and the know-how, most of it. And they can talk together and find out what they could do to make things to make things right for the communities of their fellow brothers and sisters. But here we are again, we're the ones who are the victims, and yet we are talking. We are talking, we're giving solutions. We are being asked by them as well on DMs. What can I do? I don't know, maybe tell your mom not to be racist. I don't know. <laughs> your dad or your maybe. uncle. Maybe. But I don't know. But it's 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 painful to live in communities where you see stickers of uh, sticker uh, uh, yard stickers. What yeah. do you call them? Like yard or what is it? Like signs with like uh, we love Israel or we uh, it's like stop. Don't be rude. We're in the middle of a genocide. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna how how what kind of person are you to think that you can do that and not flinch and be okay and not worry that your house is going to be burned down because of that sign? Because a black person can't even wear this, a Palestinian person can't even wear this without worrying that they might be shot. Like, what kind of privilege is that? It feels like intimidation. But we won't be intimidated, though. That's a waste of time. because it's it's not okay. But here, like, my skin or this kafia or a Palestinian flag is supposedly we're expected to believe it's a dangerous symbol or a, a symbol that incites hate. But to me, when I see an American flag, I get nervous, you know? Like when I see an American flag on a giant truck with the blue the oh, blue yeah. line sticker, yeah. that, that those oh, are yeah, signifiers. Those are symbols mm -hmm. that, that have hateful rhetoric behind them. Right. But mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to name that. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And and I don't I'm, I don't want anybody to, to be confused and say that we don't I don't want people to get confused. Um, I need people to understand that this is dangerous not only to us, people of color, but it comes back and it hurts. It yeah. hurt. Zionism will hurt Jewish people and, and yeah. Israeli people, yeah. and and yeah. 
this indiscriminate killing well, and violence have killed Israeli citizens. And... No, no, no. This army that shoots civilians, that targets people waving white flags, yeah. the Israeli army killed Israeli citizens, yeah. hostages, the hostages that they want back so bad, kill their own people because this violence has no logic. Because this violence does, if, if there's no level of satisfaction for this right. violence, right. and this is going to consume everyone. Right. Yep. And that it's all that technology, all that violence is coming mm -hmm. back here. It's coming into our cops. It's coming into Cop City. Right. It's already on college campuses. Yep. And and yep. these people who think that we're okay, we always just make them suffer and let them vote, and they'll pull through for us. This, we're at the it. limit. We're at the limit. Um, you you degraded whatever support, whatever means of resistance we have. Right. We can't even go into public space and say protect life anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So they they have to show up. Why women show up? <laughs> like, please. Yes. Please. Can I offer potentially slight, the way I look at it, this slightly different <laughs> at times because I'm also like, I don't want you around me. <laughs> I don't want you in my spaces. You're going to take up space, you're going to take up energy, and you're not going to actually help. And it's not saying that they can never be a part of our spaces. Mm -hmm. It's not saying that. I need people to go do a lot more. I need years of me being able to say, this is what my people need. And they give it immediately. Mm -hmm. No questions asked, yeah, yeah. no stipulations, yes. nothing. And then after that, then after that, we can start building together. Right. right? And it can happen quick or it can happen really slow. But mm -hmm. if you have not shown up for me and my people in the way that we have told you to show up for me and my people, I am not going to compromise with you mm -hmm. and try to figure it right. out because I don't need you. Right. right. My work is specifically of like fully outside of a lot of these systems. Mm -hmm. I want to make every single one of these systems irrelevant. Yeah. Obsolete. Yeah. Obsolete. You think you're important? Mm -hmm. Let me show you how you're not. Right. 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 By building all of the things internally within our own things. Right. I didn't want to share one thing about Connecticut organizing. Mm -hmm. And I want to share this out of love and right. out of kindness and and all of that. So I lived in Connecticut for a few years. Right. right? I worked for you. Yeah. We worked together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say I have lived in nine countries. I have lived oh. in probably a dozen states. Connecticut organizing is the worst organizing <laughs> I have ever experienced and it's not because uh, the challenges in Connecticut are unique like everyone tries yeah. to tell me for years they were like no Yafa you don't understand because yeah. we're so unique nowhere else and I'm like I can name 17 places that I have lived in that has the exact same challenges as you mm -hmm. but it was it was so inhospitable in mm -hmm. so many ways yeah. and I feel like in a lot of ways the the I wouldn't normally mention it, right? right? Like, I mean, I want every opportunity to trust the state of Connecticut, mm -hmm. but organizers in general, I generally will not be calling out in different ways. Mm -hmm. The reason I call it out in this case in particular is because of the Palestinian piece, right? If this was, if we were organizing anything else, I would not mention this. Yeah. However, Connecticut was so inhospitable to me as an organizer, specifically because I was oh, Palestinian in a lot of ways. The amount of Connecticut is the only space where I was constantly told that I can't ever be a person of color because here a person of color is either black or Puerto Rican. Literally, like What's people it? of color would tell me this all the time, oh, or wow. and or and or 
you can't actually be part of this community because you haven't lived here your entire life or your parents aren't from here or you haven't lived here 40 years mm -hmm. or whatever year it was. And I'm like, do you not understand displacement? Mm -hmm. Do you not understand no, nine countries? They really don't. They don't. And a full erasure of indigeneity, yeah. right? And that happened in all the spaces right. that I knew out here. Right. And, and so... I mention it again out of love and right. care, and I hope that it's a reckoning for just organizing culture in general, not not just here because it's the same problems everywhere. It's just here because it's a smaller state because right. the community is so close and tight knit and clicky and clicky exactly. Clicky. So, clicky. so when conflict comes into that, it destroys everything. It's yeah. like it's like a wildfire right in a dry area mm -hmm. versus in a rainforest. Mm -hmm. It's very different. And so I live right now in the Bay Area. Right <gasps> there are so many of us. Yeah, so we've passed a bunch of different yeah. resolutions, but there's so many people and so many groups that like if conflict arises, it doesn't stop a movement. Connecticut, it does. Yeah. A single conflict stops the entire thing, and that can't happen. That it, it stopped it stopped COVID organizing. It stopped a lot of Black Lives Matter organizing. It stopped so many beautiful things. Because Connecticut also has incredible things happening but they die so fast mm -hmm. because of that. And I hope that people can really reflect on that. And, and it's not even that people don't want that to change. I have not had a single organizer be like, no, Yaffa, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> Everyone is on the same page. Right. So I'm like, Williams, right? right. So I'm like, all of y'all get into a room and fix this. <laughs> and I have to say also, um, we're running. We're running out of time. Actually. I just saw you looking at the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say, um, also that um, I've noticed when it comes to Connecticut organizing, that there is a huge level of Islamophobia mm -hmm. that yes. just never gets addressed. Mm -hmm. Right, and people are very, very mm -hmm. content. Like they will platform these hardcore Middle Eastern activists that are okay with their country being bombed. They will mm -hmm. platform them hard. Wow. They will put them on a pedestal. Oh, look, he wants Iran to be overthrown. What would that look like for Iranians? He wants Syria to be overthrown. Go ahead. I want you to start a war with them. Go ahead. I need America to free us. Like, this is the type of level of, anti of lack of anti-war nuance that is not in this community that needs to be fully address because once you fully address the fact that America wants to go to war with everybody and everyone's the right. problem, mm -hmm. you start to realize and break down what the real issue is. And yes, there are countries that may do things that you don't agree with, but that doesn't mean that you have the right to say, oh, but America has a right to go invade. Like what's happening? Who made America God? Yeah, At what exactly. point are they like be all whatever and all what mm -hmm. like wh who made America the voice and the power, the hand, the anything of yeah. everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the most uncultured country I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm not bad, well, I'm not bad, well traveled. And I hope that changes very soon, actually, working towards that and in a race. But, um, like, America, it does not even have its. This, without the people of that diaspora, America is not even cultured. And it always tells other people that they are uncouth and uncultured. Meanwhile, it is the epitome of that word, uncouth. And it's like, how dare you? These very same people from the diaspora come here and they give you culture. And if without the Black Americans too, you wouldn't have 
such a, a culture. And that also the culture that comes from Americans, Black Americans too, it was out of res a resistance. It was out of resistance. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because this is, America is such a virus because it, 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 it and, and, I, and I mean it because yeah, if you are, if you are yeah. going to be a country yeah. that is proud to be a racist country by erasing, erasing true history from the books from your children not to learn about. If you're going to be a country that's going to be okay by watching children <laughs> being killed and murdered on TV and you think and you move on like it's nothing and not be appalled. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be a country whereby, you know, you don't pay your own teachers, mm -hmm. you know, and whereby, whereby young white teenagers can just kill three, five, eight-year-olds at school by hundreds and you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's we a oh, So that's a virus. Yeah. And I don't know what you want to call that. I don't I don't see that as liberation or freedom mm -hmm. or anything that is positive. Yeah. That you know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. so like when it, to your point about uh, Islamophobic, America and the in the in our communities, and these are black communities, brown communities, and white communities, there's a, a huge number of people that are are, are, are xenophobic. Mm -hmm. Huge number of people yeah. are xenophobic, mm -hmm. yeah. and and it happens in, in in many countries. It happens in my country as well. Within Africans not accepting other African people, whether from Zimbabwe, Nigeria, and all that, that happens too. Every now and then, you find these sparks of violence against people of uh, of of these other uh, African nations, mm -hmm. and and all of that again is tied to the racist system. Mm -hmm. It's all tied into the capitalism as well. Because people are complaining about jobs that these foreigners come and take our jobs, jobs that they themselves, as natives, natives of that land, would never do. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they never say that to a guy who comes from, or a woman who comes from 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 Germany or, ne or Netherlands or Switzerland, and call them "quere quere." This is a term that South Africans use to degrade people of other of other nationalists uh, in Africa. "Quere mm quere" -hmm. is like for foreigners, um, but they never say that to white people that are coming from Israel, that are coming from 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 Switzerland, that are coming from Germany, yeah. that come from. America, we're like, oh my God, tourists. It's like, okay, it's great, but, <laughs> but why is it? Why is it out of? Why yeah. are we getting the rap? So we need to wake up, black people. We yeah. need to wake up, people of, of color, and yeah. learn to love ourselves yeah. from a real deep place yeah. where we're like, I will defend you first, and I will learn what yes. happened later. Yeah. I will learn what happened because we always try to be like something happened that's bad. Ooh. That's yes. what happened. Let's get tea here and let's see. Let's contribute in there in that person's demise instead of like I can find a way to get them that person out of that. Yes, that was a little bit off and or dodge or not okay, but let's let's rehabil rehabilitate that person. Mm -hmm. So we don't think about that. We think about throwing stones alongside people that don't even love us in every mm -hmm. way possible mm -hmm. because they benefit from the system. So yeah, we do have a lot of that in, in, in New Haven, yeah. xenophobic mm -hmm. and 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 and, and Islam, uh, Islamophobic. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and, and and that's I think that's a very good point um, because it's it's so important that we try, like like you said, when you have these conversations with people, they see it. And mm -hmm. it's like, what is next? What can we do to stop this? So one thing in terms of what folks can do. Mm -hmm. um, so, so most people don't understand the concept of culture. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not talking about culture, like, like music and traditions and things like that. Although that's a part of it. Um, and it's the same with, with relationships. Right. And so I do all kinds of, of, of work. Uh, we don't have time to go into all of it. So, but the thing with culture is that culture is a, is an entity on its own, right? Mm -hmm. So between the four of us here, right, mm -hmm. we have created a culture. 
That culture is a fifth entity that has just as much power as we do. What happens over time is as we feed this entity, this entity now could become more powerful than the four of us combined. And that's what's happened here, right? So four people can agree that actually the organizing culture is really awful. However, it doesn't mean that that's going to change because four people decided it's going right. to change because the culture has become so toxic, right? It's built over generations, over decades, right? Hundreds of years of all of these practices, right? And I don't necessarily blame our people for it, right? Because we're also addressing we're also addressing all of these external privileged forces, right? Forcing us into this. So thinking of like nonprofits, right? And how funders use that, right? To specifically control us, right? And mm -hmm. feed that. And so I blame all the privileged folks for it. But that culture, now every single room that we are in, even as non-white people, right? They are always there with us because that culture is so there. That's deep. And that's what... <laughs> And that's what needs to be addressed. Yeah. That's what needs to be addressed. Right. And and it's actually not that hard to address. Right, right. But when you address it, when you walk into a space of like, okay, like what else is here with us? Not only are FBI agents, those are also always with us, but beyond that, right? Like, and it's the same with couples, right? Like you could literally take that same concept for uh, people in a relationship, friendships, whatever it is. Whenever, let's say we're best friends, there's, we are, we, are. we literally are, <laughs> we literally are. That's, that's what I was saying. So we're best friends, right? There's a third entity that's called our relationship. Mm -hmm. That best friendship lives outside of us. Mm -hmm. But usually that's never acknowledged. It's just like, if we ever have a problem, if we have a conflict or anything, it's like, oh, okay, we figured it out. The two of us figured it out. But did that third entity figure it out? Because that third entity did not, yeah. right? That third entity is holding on to everything. Mm -hmm. And that's created this pressure right within that relationship and that's just with two people so imagine with thousands Whoa. of people over the years and it's like that with an organization so you could walk into an organization i don't know if y'all have ever walked into a space or an organization it could be an organizing meeting right a zoom mm -hmm. meeting whatever and you're like something feels awful mm -hmm. in here but no one has done anything bad like yeah. like you're like i love it's all like, of you all of you are great it's that entity right it's there and just naming it and acknowledging it allows us to begin moving past it um, and so i just wanted to share that to your question of what can people do but that to me is how we world build that's how we actually do this work because otherwise that entity it's so powerful right it's and it's the same way for privileged folks right a lot of white folks are like i want to think about like white privilege and things like that okay cute and also but are you addressing the other entities in the space with you that have been there for generations mm -hmm. right and it's not just a matter of acknowledging that your great grandparents were probably slave owners it's it's more than that right it's in every single thing yeah. and they bring that into spaces with us right and so that to me is also why when I build, I build the way that I build, right? Mm -hmm. With and for the most marginalized only. Usually everyone else can support, right? Send me resources. Yeah. I need all the resources. Okay. Literally, <laughs> throw money at me, right? But I don't want you in the room with me. <laughs> it, right. you're, I, you, you, no. And and if you get it, then you would get that, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the Like if you get it, you would fully get that and then we talk about how we all have to get along and we all have to have white friends and privileged friends and all that kind of stuff like i'm fine i'm so fine the, the, <laughs> the one white friend that i have is irish <laughs> okay. so 
sort of white, <laughs> right? I'm like, but but that's the thing of like we we actually don't need to do that labor with them, yeah. right? They have to go and do it. And I know some brilliant people who have gone and done that labor, yeah. and and that's beautiful. And I want that for them. And also, like, I think it's taken me until this past year. I'm 31 now, but I feel like up until last year. In my head, it was like, okay, we're aligned, mm-hmm. so we must be friends. We're oh, going to go and hang out all the time. Yeah. We have to be community. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, I love all of you, and also I want to watch Arthur on television. Right. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, I love you, but I'm going to go have tea on my own. Right. <laughs> and you okay. each have tea on your own. But, like, <laughs> we don't have to be friends just because we're wonderful people. Mm. And no one teaches you that, right? We're taught if you hate somebody, you shouldn't be friends with them. But otherwise, you have no consent, right? You have to be well with everyone. And it's like, actually, no, you can be so selective. You can be like, my bar is so high. And people will literally tell you, and this is this was the case when I lived in Connecticut. People will literally be like, you can't expect that from people. And I would be like, I absolutely can. And if one person's left, wonderful. I have my community. If no one's left, wonderful. I have my community. I've been alone for so long. If five people are left, 10, all of that. And the right people come along. Yeah. And that's what I want for our movements, for the mm. things that we build. Well, wow. listen, we could definitely, we need to definitely do this again. I think this was a great conversation that we are having. And we're going, we have a lot of tea, speaking of tea, tea, that mm. has to go into the details. So <laughs> yeah. definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Make sure you check the description below. Um, Without further ado, I want to say good night to everybody uh, out in the uh, airwaves. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, the Cash App um, is where I am collecting donations at. The, the, that will be in the description. And also, there are a lot of good, great organizations that are in the description as well that you can also look into and donate to as well, too, and support. Uh, please check those out. Those are the most important things to continue this work that we're talking about doing. And I want to thank you all. Have a very good night.